When you have a sports or fitness-related injury, trust the expertise of the HSA Sports and Exercise Medicine Clinic to get you back in the game. Our internationally trained and certified physicians specialize in sports traumatology, sports medicine, pain management, and orthopedic surgery. For treatment of common injuries such as tendonitis, arthritis, tennis elbow, rotator cuff, or knee tears, schedule a consultation with the Sports and Exercise Medicine Clinic at Smith Road Medical Center by calling 949-8600 or visit hsa.ky for more information. The Health Services Authority's new pharmacy is now open at the Smith Road Medical Center. The new location features a large, comfortable waiting area and ticketing system to improve the patient experience. All uncollected prescriptions and refill requests previously submitted will now be available for collection at the Smith Road Pharmacy. Request your refills online at hsa.ky via WhatsApp 925-6534 or call 244-2715. For more information about our pharmacy hours, visit hsa.ky. The Cayman Islands Health Services Authority's General Practice and Public Health Clinics have relocated to Smith Road Medical Center. At the new location, you'll receive top quality care in a comfortable modern space enhancing your patient experience. Do you have flu-like symptoms or other non-emergent illnesses or injury? HSA's new urgent care walk-in clinic is now open at the main hospital campus. The new general practice location is for appointments only. For more information, call 949-8600 or visit hsa.ky. HSA's Cardiology Clinic is now located at Smith Road Medical Center. Our cardiology team provides expert care and treatment for heart conditions such as coronary artery disease, heart failure, arrhythmias, hypertension, congenital heart diseases, among others. The new location offers state-of-the-art cardiac diagnostic testing, including echocardiograms, ECGs, and stress tests. To contact, call 949-8600. At HSA, your heart matters to us. At the Health Services Authority, we want to keep you informed about the latest developments that impact your health because your health matters to us. Join us each Friday and Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. as we cover health news, offer advice, and answer your questions on Healthcare Today with HSA. Welcome to another episode of Healthcare Today with the HSA. I'm your host, Chuck Taylor, and I want to thank you because each and every Friday and Saturday we get together and talk about all things related to your health. And I have to tell you, um, each and every time, I'm amazed by how much information our guests provide to us. Uh, and today, it's kind of a, uh, I want to say, a life-altering experience because we're just rolling out of this pandemic. We're still kind of one foot in, one foot out. And I want to say the idea of a week of this is so prevalent because who would ever thought that vaccinations and vaccines would be as prevalent a topic as it has been over the last, what, three years, I would roughly say. Uh, please introduce yourself to my guest. Good day. My name is Dr. Samuel Williams Rodriguez. I'm the Director of Primary Health Care at the Cayman Health Service Authority and the Medical Officer of Health for the Cayman Islands. My name is Angela Graham. I'm, the, I'm a public health nurse at the Cayman Islands Health Services Authority and also manager of the EPI program. Hi, I'm Carvel Bailey. I'm a public health nurse at Health Services Authority, as well as a school health coordinator. Thank you so much for uh, stopping by here today. And with that being said, um, the, the idea of vaccinations is nothing new. I mean, vaccines have been around for as long as we've been alive. But the idea of it saving lives on a global scale 
has taken, I want to say, a bigger significant. All of a sudden now people are talking, have you been vaccinated? You know, growing up as kids, you were told, you know, when you're born, you have this, six months, you get this, a year, you get... And after 12 or 13, you kind of put put vaccination away. It wasn't... It was there, but it wasn't a thought that it depended on your life. Where are we today with this idea? Okay, um... That's a very good question. Um, vaccination is something that is a lifetime occurrence. It is not just something that we do in childhood. Hence, the, the celebration of vaccination week in the Americas is something that the Pan-American Health Organization and the World Health Organization has placed on the agenda every single year. So this time of the year, every year, we celebrate Vaccination Week in the Americas. And you know, the Americas extend all the way from up north, Canada, come all, the, all the way down through the South America and the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, we are celebrating Vaccination Week this year. It actually started on Saturday, the 22nd of April, and will go through to the 29th of April, which is Saturday coming. And um, this is the 21st celebration of Vaccination Week in the Americas. They goal of this vaccination week is to get vaccination on the agenda of everybody. Everybody should be aware of vaccination. They should be talking about it. The, the politicians should be committing funds to vaccination, and it should be topical this week. And hence, we are here today to actually say our little part to push the agenda. Now, um, as, as you have alluded to, we, the topic of vaccination has been very um, on the agenda for the past two to three years because mm-hmm. of COVID. Right. So nowadays when we say, when somebody says, did you get your vaccine? All they're thinking about is COVID. Sometimes, like, like that's the only right. one that exists. So sometimes they come to us in the clinic and we are thinking about little children, you know, and when they come to talk about vaccine, we're thinking about measles, mom's rubella, we're thinking about tetanus, and all they're talking about is COVID. Mm-hmm, right. So um, vaccination is something that is a lifetime lifetime goal for everybody we have vaccines that are catered are catered to the elderly now so once you hit age 65 and over there are vaccines to prevent pneumonia vaccines if you're traveling to various countries in the world there are vaccines specifically tailored to persons like those Mm -hmm. so vaccination is something that we do every day it's not just in childhood right and i i think we forget because Everybody is in that emergency mode. It, it, it's like, you know, the, the, the fire is blazing. Get out the building, get out the building, get out the building. So, so that's where everybody has been placing all the emphasis. But yet now that we've kind of get back to some sort of normalcy, we have to understand that this is a part of our lives. You know, it, it, it's in the modern world, it's unheard of for children not to be vaccinated it's, you know, you, you just mentioned something I did not know um, about the elderly being vaccinated. But my mom, 80-something years old, said, you know what? I think I should have a pneumonia vaccine because we're, we're getting into that rainy season and, and, and these types of thoughts. So it's top of mind awareness, but then we need to be a little bit more for mind. You know, we, 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 we're, in, we're in a condition where we forget things. And we don't think, oh, until we need it. Mm-hmm. it. It's like, you know, I only think about a doctor when I feel a pain. Mm-hmm. N- not when his idea is, 
let me prevent you from coming to see me. <laughs> that That's his goal. His goal is to say, here are the tools, here are the things that I am going to give you so that you don't need to see me for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, God forbid you do, but I'm here if you do, but I don't want to see you in a, yeah. in a nicer way. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think the fact that we have this um, uh, full week to talk about something that is, is prevalent is a plus to the HSA and the government, mm-hmm. you know, and, yes. and I think, you know, the slogan, and I, I think I got it right, the slogan is mm-hmm. call to action to the population, get up to date, each vaccine counts. That's it. And, and literally, you know, you, you can't travel to certain countries without being vaccinated. You can't go to school without being vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And, and in, in some places, in certain jobs, you need that also yes. because, you know, in the healthcare, of course, you know, I, I just did the campaign for uh, your summer program. And part of it was that the teens need to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with that being said, um, if we had to stress something, Doc, to, to our loved ones about being vaccinated, what would you say in, in your, your capacity? Well, um, thanks for that question. I believe, personally, I believe that vaccination is one of the greatest discoveries in medicine of all time. Maybe uh, compare or probably even more than uh, the antibiotics. Uh, vaccination has saved millions and millions of lives. And I believe, like I uh, have been mentioned before, been, everyone think about COVID vaccination. And the coverage of COVID vaccination have been great uh, around the world and in the Latin America and the Caribbean, over 70% of the population have the two doses of the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. The Cayman Islands, we have over 85% of the population with the two doses, and actually over 90% of the eligible population uh, have been vaccinated. It's important also to talk uh, vaccination for adults. Um, the childhood vaccination is usually uh, parents are very aware of it. Uh, they're also made aware through the schools, through the public health nurses. But adult vaccination is something that not too many people are aware of. I will advise um, our patients, our, our, um, our population, our public, to, especially who have elderly at home, to find out from their primary care physician what type of vaccination they're eligible to. We have the influenza vaccine that come around every year. With COVID, we kind of forget about influenza, but we can't forget that influenza actually uh, kill more people than COVID uh, on a regular basis. So, and influenza is a vaccine that we get every year, and persons should get it yearly. But we also have other vaccines. You mentioned the pneumococcal vaccine mm-hmm. that are eligible for some uh, population, uh, mainly for population over 60 or those with chronic conditions at a higher risk. And we also have the shingle vaccines. Uh, whoever have had shingle will know how severe the disease and how difficult it is uh, to deal with this. And this can be prevented with a vaccine, and the vaccine is here, it's available. So just please contact uh, your primary care provider and discuss, discuss with him or her what are those vaccines that are applicable due to, to your age. Okay. And, and, and I, I just want to say, you know what, we, we, we say we live in a, a modern time, and, and I'm not tossing people under the bus, but it's a conversation that we need to have that people, oh, I don't want to take this vaccine. Oh, it's doing this. Oh, kind of scaremongers out there. And, and, and I say that because I, I know my listening public and 
I want to give you facts. Mm -hmm. the, the data is there. The understanding is there. And this is something that I just pulled up from, from for this, is that in our region, we have eliminated six vaccine-preventable diseases over the last decade or mm -hmm. so. That's a real fact. Mm -hmm. that, that's something that's undisputable. This is the reason why vaccines exist, so that we can have a better existence and a better life and a healthier life. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes, like you mentioned, you know, one of the successes of the immunization program is that we have eliminated six um, viruses or vaccine-preventable diseases over the period of the last 10 years, right? Um, and and we, we, we in, with the vaccination week in America, one of the goals is to aspire to maintain that standard, right? We want to keep those out. Mm -hmm. And so we have, nowadays, we have a lot of challenges, though, to try to go in this direction. We have challenges like um, persons who have misinformation about vaccines. Mm -hmm. That's one of our major challenges with persons withholding themselves or their children from being vaccinated. Sometimes they get information from sources that are not proven, and so that will deter them from getting vaccines. And then in the long run, that will probably expose us to the vaccine, to the diseases that we Again. had previously eliminated, right? Because the coverage would have gone down based on the number of persons not getting vaccinated. So, you know, it is very important for us to continue to get um, our children vaccinated and, and our coverage maintained at a certain level that we can keep these diseases out and work towards eliminating even more diseases. And, and I think that that's the, the fact of the matter is that, it, you know, pe people nowadays, and I, I say the old, the old way, oh, you talk to so-and-so and you got information, mm -hmm. auntie, uncle, oh, they, mm -hmm. they, they got sick from the, they, you know, the, the information needs to be relevant. Relevant. It needs to come from a reputable source yes, yes. And, a, and a source that has studied this. I, I love my aunts, I love my uncles, but those wise tales does not sustain when it comes to the information that the healthcare authority has. They, 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 they have the, the numbers, the information to back this to say, hey, this works on this case. Now, mind you, you know, with, with everything, there may be a reaction or something mm -hmm. to, to things as, as with normal, but 90% of it is this, 90 more percent. More you, you know, so so the, the, the information is there. We just have to, I say, trust the science, trust the information that's out there. And, and one of the things that, you know, people need to understand is that you know, measles and mumps and those things are completely preventable, completely preventable in our society. In this day and age, you, you can have a childhood free of that, mm -hmm. you know. And, and even, you know, I, re I remember just a couple of years ago, I, I remember an adult uh, friend of mine, I got mumps. And I was like, you, you're, <laughs> you're 44 years old. How did you get mumps? Oh, I, I wasn't vaccinated. And, and, I, and I looked at him and I said, okay, you know, we really have to, we have to talk, have that talk. Mm -hmm. But e even as, as older folks, yeah. we need to maintain that level of coverage, of coverage mm -hmm. because, you know, he, he got it from somebody outside of his family, short story, sidebar. He got it from somebody outside of mm -hmm. his family and literally had to live away from his family because prevent them, prevent them from getting it. Even though they were, had their vaccinations, he was still fearful yes. of the fact that he was at that stage. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and I was like, that's completely preventable, yes. you know. So, so you know, that those are real life situations yeah, that we're definitely. talking about here. Um, as we um, get said, we're going to take a quick break and come right back here. We're talking today uh, to our healthcare professionals about world, and I I want to say. It, world, but it's really Pan American Health Organization, mm-hmm. uh, their vaccination week that started from April 22nd to 29th. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. You're listening to Healthcare Today with the HSA right here on Bobo 89.1 FM. Health Services Authority is now offering online payment options for patients. Patients of HSA can now pay their bills, including deposits, towards scheduled services online at payments.hsa.ky. The secure, new online payment system accepts debit or credit cards and is in addition to the available payment options of cash, check, and online bank transfer. For quick, easy, and secure payment directly from your phone or computer, visit HSA's new online payment system at payments.hsa.ky. When you have a sports or fitness-related injury, trust the expertise of the HSA Sports and Exercise Medicine Clinic to get you back in the game. Our internationally trained and certified physicians specialize in sports traumatology, sports medicine, pain management, and orthopedic surgery. For treatment of common injuries such as tendonitis, arthritis, tennis elbow, rotator cuff, or knee tears, schedule a consultation with the Sports and Exercise Medicine Clinic at Smith Road Medical Center by calling 949-8600 or visit hsa.ky for more information. The Health Services Authority's new pharmacy is now open at the Smith Road Medical Center. The new location features a large, comfortable waiting area and ticketing system to improve the patient experience. All uncollected prescriptions and refill requests previously submitted will now be available for collection at the Smith Road Pharmacy. Request your refills online at hsa.ky via WhatsApp 925-6534 or call 244-2715. For more information about our pharmacy hours, visit hsa.ky. The Cayman Islands Health Services Authority's General Practice and Public Health Clinics have relocated to Smith Road Medical Center. At the new location, you'll receive top quality care in a comfortable, modern space enhancing your patient experience. Do you have flu-like symptoms or other non-emergent illnesses or injury? HSA's new urgent care walk-in clinic is now open at the main hospital campus. The new general practice location is for appointments only. For more information, call 949-8600 or visit hsa.ky. HSA's Cardiology Clinic is now located at Smith Road Medical Center. Our cardiology team provides expert care and treatment for heart conditions such as coronary artery disease, heart failure, arrhythmias, hypertension, congenital heart diseases, among others. The new location offers state-of-the-art cardiac diagnostic testing, including echocardiograms, ECGs, and stress tests. To contact, call 949-8600. At HSA, your heart matters to us. Now back to Healthcare Today with HSA and our host, Chuck Taylor. Welcome back to Healthcare Today with the HSA. I'm your host, Chuck Taylor, and we're talking today about the 2020... We're talking today about the 2023 campaign of Vaccination Week in the Americas. This is organized by the Pan American Health Organization throughout our region, which is uh, all of the Americas, um, uh, North, Central, and South, uh, as we celebrate the 21th annual uh, vaccination week. So uh, I'm talking with my guests here. Uh, for anybody just tuning in, please introduce yourself for them. Good day. Um, I'm Dr. Samuel Williams Rodriguez. I'm the Director of Primary Health Care at the HSA. 
and the Medical Officer of Health for the Cayman Islands. I'm Angela Graham, Public Health Nurse at the HSA. Carvel Bailey, Public Health Nurse, HSA, also School Health Coordinator. So as we um, get, talk about vaccine and vaccination, um, what are some of the goals that um, for the 2020, the 2023 campaign? Tell me a little bit about some of the achievable goals that you guys are look, working towards. Okay, as part of the, the, the PAHO body, we are in sync with their goals as well. And as we were talking about elimination of diseases, well, one of the main goals of the Pan American Health Organization and the regional goal is to eliminate, to keep eliminated measles, rubella, and mumps, those diseases, especially called congenital rubella, which is something that is passed on from a, it is passed on, it is passed on by a pregnant woman to her baby, to her okay. unborn baby. And we have completely eliminated congenital rubella syndrome in our part of the world. And that is very, very important because congenital rubella syndrome can predispose children to a variety, to a number of um, um, birth defects, like deafness, heart, congenital heart disease, mm -hmm. um, blindness. So many um, things can go wrong with an unborn baby if a mother contracts measles and rubella, sorry, rubella during pregnancy. And so um, that is something that we have high on the agenda. We were talking about COVID and the strides that we made during COVID vaccination. Well, one of the things that happened with that was that we had a reduction in measles, mumps, and rubella coverage throughout the world. And our part of the world was no exception. So our vaccination coverage for measles, mumps, rubella um, took a hit because, you know, there was a lot of misinformation, um, yeah. a lot of, you know, T tons and of, tons of, of, there, of, right. of right. So people got very concerned, and um, of course, the, the the childhood immunization program was not spared. So the strides, well, the strides that we made in other years, because of COVID and the the, the the talk out there about vaccines, we a number of countries, a number of well, I think most countries in the world, um, saw a reduction in the coverage in the childhood immunization coverage for um, measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. So we, as part of our thrust in the Cayman Islands, we are targeting persons, children who have missed their doses of MMR mm -hmm. vaccine. And we started off on Saturday with a clinic at the John Gray High School gymnasium, where we targeted some of those children who had missed doses and um, encouraged the parents to take them in. That was pretty successful. We still have a long way to go. And we have another program scheduled for the 6th of May at the Mary Miller Hall. Okay. Um, another objective um, for vaccination week is to support immunization across all ages, as we were talking about this morning, as Dr. Williams spoke about the vaccines available to the elderly. Um, and of course, we want to build trust and confidence in the safety and effectiveness of all vaccines. We do um, hundreds of vaccines we give hundreds of vaccine doses on a daily basis in the Cayman Islands. And I want to say um, it is not just in the public sector, but also in the private sector, because we have some real ambassadors out there in the private sector. We have clinics that immunize a lot of children. Okay. We have pediatricians um, who, on a daily basis, they have children come in, and we all offer the same vaccines. Some offer some more vaccines that are more um, targeted to persons from some countries. But... Um, 
together we have really done a lot. And if the vaccines that we were using were not safe and effective, of course, you would hear about the number of cases of admissions in the hospitals. In 2009, we introduced the rotavirus vaccine, for example. And that vaccine protects children against diarrhea and vomiting caused by the rotavirus. Now, in 2008, I can speak specifically about one district in Cayman, where almost every single preschool had outbreaks of diarrhea and vomiting. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, it, was, it got to the point where they, even, they were even contemplating closing some of these schools. Since we introduced that vaccine in 2009, you hardly hear about um, these major outbreaks of diarrhea and vomiting anymore. Of course, we do have the sporadic cases, mm-hmm. but compared to what existed before, we have come a long, long way. So we want to build trust and confidence among the people that these vaccines really work and they're safe and they're effective. And of course, um, we want to make sure that the national, it is on the national agenda, which it is, because in the Cayman Islands, vaccines, anybody can walk into a clinic, any child, zero to five, any parent can take a child in and get a vaccine without having to pay for it. That means it is something that the government is committed to. And that is something that um, the Pan-American Health Organization and the World Health Organization is trying to push that the, the governments of the world place an emphasis on providing vaccination for the people so that um, it doesn't matter what your, your socioeconomic status is, you can receive the best vaccines um, and they're available at all times. And I think that is um, kudos to our government uh, for taking the initiative to realize that, you know, it starts at a younger age. Um, and... I was reading just the other day about the, and it sounds weird saying it, a polio outbreak in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, in in you have to understand being, I'm kind of old school, so polio is something that was a disease that debilitated from mm. the 40s and 50s, and here we are, you know, in 2020, one, two, three, and now we're talking about an outbreak of polio you know when you if you um uh, i consider myself a little bit of historian you know you you think of fdr and he having polio as a grown man a president of the united states and wheelchair and you think wow that was then they have basically eradicated and now it's back how is this possible well one of the things you want to to, to um to clear up is there's a difference between eradicating something and eliminating it. We're talking about eliminating diseases from our region. Mm-hmm. But um, eradication means that something is t- totally gone. Okay. It, is, it is no longer in existence. Now, even though we have eliminated polio from, or from the Americas, we still have countries in the world where polio is still endemic. Ah. So, for example, in some parts of Pakistan, in some parts of Afghanistan, I think, and Northern Africa, there are still countries that have, um, that, that where polio is still endemic because mm-hmm. they have not gone into, they have not reached a certain level of vaccination coverage to protect the entire population. Okay. And we know how, we know how easy it is to travel from one part of the world to another right. these days. So once there is polio in one part of the world, we know that we are all susceptible. Hence, um, we have what we call a robust um, 
surveillance system in most countries where we not only we don't don't sit back and say all right we're going to be having 95% coverage so we are free of polio we're actually looking out for persons coming in with these diseases so our surveillance system is here to be another layer to the vaccination program so that we can identify persons who are here so for example if somebody comes here and they display some signs and symptoms and they go to a private sector facility in Cayman or they go into the government system once a doctor sees this person and they present with certain signs and symptoms they immediately contact the public health authorities because they know that this is typical of a certain disease and so they know that we need to take further action we need to investigate and we need to to the, um, the, the ability for it to spread is vast right. is great right and, and and i think you know the we 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 go back to the idea of the world being a smaller place you know it it is a lot more easier to travel the the, mm. the it, us going from left to right is, is so much easier and diseases are like that you know and that's one of the reasons why you know we have to maintain that uh regional um and, and also just a personal understanding of it to, that we need to stay vaccinated we need to stay up to date with our shots we need to be um you know the, I remember the old days they used to have your little card that you could look at and they say, okay, I had this one, I had that one. You know, nowadays everything is computer. But, you know, know your status. Know what shots you've taken in your lifetime to be aware of it because maybe there's something missing. You, you just don't know, you know. And um, education is there to help to globally, as you said, eradicate it, you know, because we are at that level that, Maybe you need to go to work in a country or maybe someone from a country is coming to work in your office and you don't know. Mm -hmm. this, this, is, this is a scenario that is very um, easily um, eliminated that you cannot say, you know, oh, I was so-and-so, I had contact with someone from this country and it doesn't, top of mind awareness doesn't, isn't there. And all of a sudden you say, well, how did I get this? Because someone transported it, and here we are. So, so with that being said, um, organizing, um, uh, organizing a mass vaccination drive. Um, you were telling me a little bit about that. Um, give me a little bit more information about when they can set up and all that if I wanted to, say, come to your vaccination drive. Okay, so, so some of the things that we, when we're, when we're planning our mass vaccination drive, we usually start by going through our, our children that are here in the Cayman Islands mm -hmm. in particular. Um, we, we try to reach those who, for some reason, weren't able to attend their clinic appointments. And so we target those. We give them this opportunity. Usually it's outside of a regular work week so that parents are, it's more accessible to them, to parents. Mm -hmm. You know, we wouldn't have to take the time from work. It would be usually on a weekend, so it's more persons who able to come in. So we find those children who miss their shots. We usually reach out to them by a phone call, make appointments, give them a scheduled time. But also we cater to persons just walking in. So these vaccination um, sites will be um, advertised. And so persons would also be able to walk into these sites and get vaccinated. Okay. And it's a simple, easy process. Easy process. Excellent, excellent. Um, one of the things that I wanted to, um, to talk to the doc about is... Um, hepatitis B 
the transition and and even I remember one of the things is you know they they tell us you know tetanus shots and things of that. How important is that? Well, tetanus shot is still part of our of our schedule, uh, not only uh, in childhood but also in adult life and for for pregnancy. And it's very important. Also, is anyone who get a cut or burn or scratch and need uh, seek medical attention. If their tetanus shot is not up to date, they will get a tetanus shot. And hepatitis, especially hepatitis B, is very important, especially for those group who are high risk. So mm-hmm. healthcare providers, those ones who are higher risk of interacting with uh, with um, people, mm-hmm. with patients, mm-hmm. will be um, advisable for them to get a hepatitis B shot. Uh, they are um, actually some con- some places are mandatory. The okay. HSA are actually mandatory for those who have uh, contact with with patients on a regular basis. And and, and I I'll just add this into it for for people listening. We, we we think medical, but then dentistry, tattoo parlors, mm-hmm. all, all all of these places. You, you're dealing with skin in in raw contact. You need to be up to date with your shots because you just don't know. Yes, that's correct because uh, it's not only. Um, Diseases that can be transmitted by blood, but also by the use of this type of instrument that you use mm-hmm. by tattooing. Of course, dental, of course, is, is part of, of, of medical management treatment. Right. And, and their exposure is really great for dental. And we saw actually during the the COVID pandemic that the exposure for the dentist was a, a lot higher. The risk mm-hmm. was a lot higher than other uh, medical uh, professionals because of the, the type of work that they do and how close they are. To the to the patients, mm-hmm. uh, the, it was that, that it was something that was highlighted during the pandemic. How important it is for those uh, healthcare professionals to be vaccinated. I want to touch on something before we we move on. If, if it's okay, uh, I understand that not everyone that, uh, that can get a vaccine. We understand that some people don't get vaccination, like Nurse Carbell for misinformation. Some due to their belief. However, they are person that actually medically they cannot receive certain type of vaccine. Mm-hmm. But you, you have people like that who have me- that medically cannot receive yes, vaccine? Yes, that's correct. They may be allergic to a vaccine or to a component of a vaccine. Uh, the more annoying is allergic to, to eggs or the flu vaccine, mm-hmm. but there are other contraindications to the vaccine. So there are persons who medically cannot or should not get the vaccine. And that's, that's why it's so important for others, for us, for the rest that have no contraindication to get the vaccine. There is a, a, a definition, a concept that was, we talk about it a lot during the pandemic, it's called herd immunity. And if you have a high percent, percent of the population vaccinated against a certain uh, disease, mm-hmm. then it's very unlikely that this b- disease can be, will be spread to have an outbreak of the disease mm-hmm. uh, around. Okay. So that's, that's why we're talking, always talking about 85, 90%. It's not a number that just come out of it. We're trying to get herd immunity. So once we get herd immunity, we may have a case, uh, a sporadic case, but it's very, very unlikely that this will spread and it will become... Be- because the, uh, the, the people by association mm-hmm. are... Will be protected. Protected with the vaccine. Okay, makes... And, and that's the thing, I think. The, the understanding is there. We, we just need to keep it in the foremind so that people will be... Um, I don't want to say setback, but people will have the understanding that, yes, you know, there will be somebody, as you say, who can't take it. 
There may be somebody who doesn't want to take it, but there are enough people who take it around them mm -hmm. that they're also protected just by sheer numbers. Yes. And, and I think that that's where our society has flourished because, you know, God, we live in an island God forbid something should happen here. <laughs> you, you know, I, 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 I remember, you know, reading in the days, you know, you say, oh, well, the, the, the safest place to be is on an island. <laughs> but, but, but then when you think about it, the, the really the scariest place, because if you are not protected on your island by this, imagine if we had an outbreak here. Mm -hmm. the, the damage, the, 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 the lives that could be lost... Mm -hmm just by we are here we're isolated Who, who's going to worry about us but us yeah and you, you're totally right uh, we're in an island and we are not of course outside of the world we know we have uh people living here for over 100 different nationalities mm -hmm. uh, we have been able to prevent any big outbreak of any disease here in the Cayman during the year including covid mm -hmm. and that is uh in a large part to the work of the public health nurse and the public actually to follow in the all the education campaign mm -hmm. and, and getting vaccinated. Uh, even with COVID for for a good while, we didn't have any vaccination for children. So that, the, the way of protecting them was for us to adult, the adults to get vaccinated to prevent them that uh, at home or at school that they don't get infected. Another uh, uh, issue or another thing that I want to highlight is also that when we talk about side effects or adverse effects of the vaccine, mm -hmm. of the vaccine, it's not just that we just say, no, there is none. We do have the data. We collect the data. We have to report any adverse effect to a vaccine mm -hmm. to the Pan-American Health Organization and the World Health Organization. So the data is there. If anyone have any concern or want to have this data, we will be able to provide that data uh, for all this year that we have been providing uh, a different type of vaccine. And the Cayman Island, with the support of the government, is one of the countries in the region that have uh, a larger schedule of, of childhood vaccination. We mm -hmm. pretty much cover everything that is out there that there is a vaccine. Okay. And there is a specific vaccine that we're going to let Nurse Calvet to talk about, it, which is the HPV vaccine, the human papilloma virus vaccine, which is extremely effective. And we can actually eradicate a, a very concerning disease if we get enough coverage of this vaccine, not eradicate, eliminate, eliminate. eliminate. Right, I understand. <laughs> so, so, I, in in I was saving this, but I'm glad, Doc, that you brought this into it. There's been a a TV campaign, and I've I've watched it over the last I want to say twenty eighteen to twenty four months about this HPV, what it is, and half of it. I want to say is geared to the U.S., but then when you read in between the lines, you're like, okay, is this something that I should be concerned for, for my child, specifically my girl? You, you know, because remember, this is something that hasn't had that campaigning done before, although it's been in existence. It, it, it was never to the forefront of it. Now I start seeing it. T tell, tell me the thoughts and what really is going on with this. Okay, I'll start. And Nurse Carvel will pick up. The human papillomavirus is um, one of the leading causes of cancer of the cervix in women. And um, cancer of the cervix in women was once, or still is, one of the leading killers of women worldwide. 
of course, if something can be, it's, it's a sexually transmitted virus. And so because of that, it is not just, um, it is not just, it is not just something that can affect women. Mm -hmm. Of course, men do not have a cervix, so they can't get cancer of the cervix, but they can pass on the virus to women. And so, um, in, in, in trying to eliminate this disease, they came up with this vaccine known as the human papillomavirus vaccine, no, or the HPV. So in the Cayman Islands, this, this, I mean, Cayman was one of the first countries in the region to introduce this vaccine, which is very, very laudable. Because when many countries, most countries in our region could not afford this vaccine when it was, when it was just, um, when it just came on the market. So I think just in 2010 or 2012, mm -hmm. they launched, uh, they launched the, the program at the two government high schools. schools. Mm -hmm. That's John Gray. And I don't think it was, it was Clifton Hunter at the time. It was um, George um, Hicks, I George think. Hicks, right, yes. right. George Hicks, right. Right. So those two schools, I think they introduced it. So what we, t we targeted girls age 12 in the year seven, the year, year seven, seven age group. And of course, when a new vaccine is launched, you have a lot of, misinformation out there, a lot of fears and concerns. Because a lot of times when we look at parents who do, who do not want their children to get a vaccine, sometimes it is not just um, because they just don't want it. It's because they're afraid. They don't yeah. know what is going to happen. It, it's it's, it's very new, cultural. Of course. And I mean, we are all human beings. If something is new, just like the COVID vaccine, COVID vaccine was new. It was innovative. So a lot of us were afraid to go and take it. I'm a healthcare worker. I had my reservations, but I did a lot of reading listened to a lot of international programs and I made up my mind early that I was going to get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. But you have persons who are genuinely afraid. They have concerns and it is for us as healthcare workers to kind of alleviate some of those fears, give them the information. And um, so we have successfully launched the HPV vaccination program in our schools and Nurse Carver will pick up, pick up from there. At, our, at both of our government high schools, which is John Gray High School and the Clifton Hunter High School, we still do HPV vaccines for our year seven um, girls at the mm -hmm. moment. And also we, we extend the program because other girls in, in the island and um, from our private schools, they have access to this vaccine at the public health department. So even though we don't do it as a school program right now, which we are working towards, it's one of our goals to have it offered in all the schools for all the girls. And also we're including the boys. Mm -hmm. we, we are, we're gonna, we're, we're, one of our goals is also to include the boys. As Nurse Graham said, it's, it's usually a sexually trans transmitted virus. So even though the boys don't have a cervix and they won't have cervical cancer, they, they are carriers. Carriers, so, right. right. So the vaccine does help in, in the campaigns that you were mentioning before, mm -hmm. you will see where they mentioned that, you know, boys are carriers and so right. they need to get vaccinated as well. So we're also going to include our boys in these programs. So when, when we, in the year seven groups, what we would do at the school, we, we, do, we actually do the vaccines at the school. So the parents, if they are unable to come into the public health department, we would send out a consent form for them, uh, you know, to, to get permission to do this vaccine to their child at the school. And then we plan sessions. We, we have set days, some parents up to come in with their child, which is fine. And some say we could go ahead and do it. So we just have it done at the school, easy, and we go ahead. <laughs> uh, and and that, that, I think that is really great because mm -hmm. pa part of, part of the, the process is the information. Yes. And, and, and I think, you know, kudos to you 
to be so so ahead of I call it the curve because usually I, I tell people I say that you know being in the industry when I see it on TV or radio it's usually four or five years behind <laughs> what is really going on so so when I see it I knew it's not nothing new the information mm -hmm. is out there uh, it's just in the I, I want to say in the medical realm. Mm -hmm. Now it, now it's trickling out into the public, public. forum. Mm -hmm. And, and, and pub, once it reaches the public forum, then everybody chimes in. But you have the data and the information to back up all of the questions that will be coming out of the public forum. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that is, that is really great for us to have because, you know, um, anybody who's had, I think, our island, you know somebody who has had some sort of cancer. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's kind of unheard of that you don't see somebody who has that. And cervix cancer is, is by far something that is completely, completely um, debilitating for any woman as far as birth. You know, different things of that nature. So I, I think it's great that we start the conversation now and have that understanding. And another thing with the human papillomavirus vaccine, we have to keep bear in mind that even though we are targeting cancer of the cervix, there are also other cancers mm -hmm. that can arise from this human virus. papillomavirus. And so it's, it's like we said, we use one stone to kill two birds, mm -hmm. maybe more than two, because there are other cancers that can develop because of sexual activity based on this one virus, the human papillomavirus, because it has a lot of different strains to it. Mm -hmm. So there, we, we started out with a vaccine that targeted four types of this, four strains of this virus. Mm -hmm. They now have vaccines that can target like nine strains of this virus. So there are other cancers that can arise from this virus that is not just from, from the cervix. Hence the importance of immunizing not just the girls, but the boys as well. It, it, it's great to, as I said, start the conversation, ha have the idea that, you know, this is something that it needs to be done at a younger level to, to basically help secure you during those years of activity. Mm -hmm. You know, we, 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 we I hate people say, oh, my, my daughter isn't, you know, active. But I said, yeah, we, we understand that I, I, because I have a child, mm. a daughter. Uh, I said, I understand that. And we, we understand that. But what happens when she's 18 and 19, 20, you know, give her a head start. Mm -hmm. give, give, give her the helping Fierce. hand yeah. so that, you know, that these types of things aren't going to hit her at that level, you know. And I think, you know, having the honest conversation now is great. And I thank you guys so much um, for, for doing what you do, educating the public. You know what? Let's take a quick break and we'll come right back. When we come back, we'll start the wrap up about vaccination week in the Americas. You're listening to Healthcare Today with the HSA. I'm your host, Chuck Taylor. We'll be right back. Health Services Authority is now offering online payment options for patients. Patients of HSA can now pay their bills, including deposits, towards scheduled services online at payments.hsa.ky. The secure, new online payment system accepts debit or credit cards and is in addition to the available payment options of cash, check, and online bank transfer. For quick, easy, and secure payment directly from your phone or computer, visit HSA's new online payment system at payments.hsa.ky. 
When you have a sports or fitness-related injury, trust the expertise of the HSA Sports and Exercise Medicine Clinic to get you back in the game. Our internationally trained and certified physicians specialize in sports traumatology, sports medicine, pain management, and orthopedic surgery. For treatment of common injuries such as tendonitis, arthritis, tennis elbow, rotator cuff, or knee tears, schedule a consultation with the Sports and Exercise Medicine Clinic at Smith Road Medical Center by calling 949-8600 or visit hsa.ky for more information. The Health Services Authority's new pharmacy is now open at the Smith Road Medical Center. The new location features a large, comfortable waiting area and ticketing system to improve the patient experience. All uncollected prescriptions and refill requests previously submitted will now be available for collection at the Smith Road Pharmacy. Request your refills online at hsa.ky via WhatsApp 925-6534 or call 244-2715. For more information about our pharmacy hours, visit hsa.ky. The Cayman Islands Health Services Authority's General Practice and Public Health Clinics have relocated to Smith Road Medical Center. At the new location, you'll receive top quality care in a comfortable modern space enhancing your patient experience. Do you have flu-like symptoms or other non-emergent illnesses or injury? HSA's new urgent care walk-in clinic is now open at the main hospital campus. The new general practice location is for appointments only. For more information, call 949-8600 or visit hsa.ky. HSA's Cardiology Clinic is now located at Smith Road Medical Center. Our cardiology team provides expert care and treatment for heart conditions such as coronary artery disease, heart failure, arrhythmias, hypertension, congenital heart diseases, among others. The new location offers state-of-the-art cardiac diagnostic testing, including echocardiograms, ECGs, and stress tests. To contact, call 949-8600. At HSA, your heart matters to us. Now back to Healthcare Today with HSA and our host, Chuck Taylor. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's Healthcare Today with the HSA. I'm your host, Chuck Taylor. Each and every Friday and Saturday we get together. Um, we do the live show at 1 p.m. and we do the broadcast, the rebroadcast on Saturday at 1 p.m. Just in case you missed it or maybe you want to tune in again, tell somebody. We are thankful for that. Um, we're talking today with our healthcare professionals about vaccination week in the Americas. Um, before we um, start winding up, tell me what exactly is vaccination week and uh, what it's supposed to encompass and also provide for, for our, our listening public. Vaccination week is a week dedicated to vaccines and its promotion. And... Um, it's, it's a week where we celebrate the achievement of vaccination and the vaccination program. And um, it's, it's, it's a week where we want folks to think about the strides that we have made. It is very easy for us to forget because we're not looking around us and seeing polio and measles outbreaks and rubella outbreaks. And we tend to forget how fortunate we are to live in a society where vaccines are available. We have the best vaccines that money can buy in the Cayman Islands. Mm -hmm. There are some countries in the world that would love, even in our region, that would love to be able to afford the vaccines that we have available, free of cost to our children. So this is a week where we try to help persons to understand how important this is, how how relevant this is and how 
fortunate we are to be able to have this at our disposal. So we do not have to be among the statistics of persons who contract these diseases. And um, we also can, rest, can feel good that we are contributing to our country's um, health, but also the health of persons worldwide. Because we're not, we're, we're not just staying here on this island, as you said. We're traveling from place to place. We're interacting with different persons. And so everybody has a role in protecting the human race from these diseases. And by, by choosing to be vaccinated, we are playing our role in this great, um, great achievement. Excellent, excellent. Um, and, and with that being said, um, Doc, um, if I can just get your final thoughts into this matter. Thank you. Uh, first, I want to thank you for inviting us here. I think it has been a great opportunity to, to highlight the, the importance of vaccination. Uh, we have tried uh, in, during this period to just to, to again to reinforce how important uh, vaccination is. Uh, the disease that have been uh, eliminated, uh, how many disease can be prevented and serious conditions like uh, cervical cancer that uh, Nurse uh, Angela mentioned before. I also, uh, before we go, uh, I want to thank the public health nurses, those unsung heroes that we have. Um, everyone knows uh, about the doctors at emergency department and those GPs that they go on a regular basis, but the public health nurses and the, and the staff in public health are there all year round and trying to prevent uh, this condition. So I want to thank them here, thank them on air. I also want to thank the ministry and the government. Mm -hmm. Like Nurse Angela have mentioned, some of these vaccines are extremely expensive. Uh, specifically, the HPV vaccine is very expensive. A lot of countries cannot even afford them. We have had the, the luxury of having this vaccine uh, since 2012 for over 10 years. So I just want to us to implore the public to please go ahead and use what we have uh, for you. You will not, won't regret it. Uh, I know the nurses have mentioned that we target the, the younger population, but it's not only for younger girls, even uh, adult girls, adult women who are sexually mm -hmm. active should also get vaccinated. And if they need more information, definitely they can get it from the public health department or from the primary health physician. But thank you again for inviting us here. Thank you so much. And nurse? Yeah, thank you for having us. Um, I, just, I just want to share something. Right before we started this broadcast, myself and Nurse Graham, we were speaking about, you know, tetanus in our region, and we were sharing, she was sharing with me that she recent, we recently had a fatality of a 12-year-old child who was unvaccinated for tetanus. And, you know, we were really talking about the importance of having this vaccine. And I was sharing with her an experience that I had as a young nurse, you know, in a hospital setting where a gentleman, he was a, he was a shoemaker and, and, and he, he got stuck with, with a nail and he, had, he developed tetanus and he, he, he became a fatality as well. There was another incident of a young man, he was about 24, he had a motor vehicle accident and he developed tetanus, he was unvaccinated and became a fatality. So just want to share how important it really is to have vaccines. Some persons would say, oh, I've never seen 
somebody with tetanus or measles, it's not very pleasant to see. Mm-hmm. And also with measles, yes, persons might say, I had measles as a child. But then if we think back on that experience, it wasn't pleasant. Right. You know, so you don't want to prevent our children from going through that. So you just encourage persons, you know, come on out, get vaccinated, speak to your healthcare provider, come to the public health department, discuss these vaccines with our nurses, and feel free to approach us. Okay, thank you so much, folks. And just before we wrap up, remember that they're organizing a mass vaccination drive that is happening on May 6th over at the Mary Miller Hall. Uh, and also, is it the John Gray also? That one was last week. The, okay, that was last, yeah, that just passed. So so it is for May 6th over at the Mary Miller Hall. Um, go down there, have a conversation with them, and um, you can reach out to them beforehand, and you can get all the information and make sure you head on over there to basically save a life. That, that, that's that's as, as simple, as factual as I can get it. Um, vaccine saves lives and all you need is the information to make the right choice which means you want to live so thank you so much folks for stopping by here you're tuned in to healthcare today with the hsa i've been your host chuck taylor it is my pleasure my honor and i say you all the time be good to one another Thank you for listening. Health Services Authority is now offering online payment options for patients. Patients of HSA can now pay their bills, including deposits, towards scheduled services online at payments.hsa.ky. The secure new online payment system accepts debit or credit cards and is in addition to the available payment options of cash, check, and online bank transfer. For quick, easy, and secure payment directly from your phone or computer, visit HSA's new online payment system at payments.hsa.ky. When you have a sports or fitness-related injury, trust the expertise of the HSA's Sports and Exercise Medicine Clinic to get you back in the game. Our internationally trained and certified physicians specialize in sports traumatology, sports medicine, pain management, and orthopedic surgery. For treatment of common injuries such as tendonitis, arthritis, tennis elbow, rotator cuff, or knee tears, schedule a consultation with the Sports and Exercise Medicine Clinic at Smith Road Medical Center by calling 949-8600 or visit hsa.ky for more information.